to work, do his work to save all of our lives. So, and that's kind of what we've been talking about here, isn't it? Is that we've been talking, you know, we've been spending the last several weeks, we've been talking about guilt, and we've been talking, we talked last week about greed, we talked about jealousy, and we talked about how God really is, has called us out of that darkness. He's called us away from that, and he's called us to walk into light. And sometimes, sometimes we get so used to carrying that stuff around um, that we just kind of take it for granted and we forget about it there. But the Lord's intention really is to rid us of all those things because He doesn't want um, sin affecting the relationships that we have with other people. And here's the great news for us as believers is that through the power of the Holy Spirit and, and because of the example and the, and the, the, um, the presence of, of the Lord with us by His Holy Spirit, there is real power for the life of the believer. There's, we have real power to escape these things and to rid our hearts of these things that people outside of Christianity don't have. You know, um, we have. There's real hope for us. You know, to to move on from jealousy. There's real hope for us to move on from greed. There's real hope for us to, for us to deal with what we're talking about today, which is um, anger, which is anger, I should say. And so we're going to be talking about anger today. We're going to be talking about. Um, how anger really is probably of the things we've been t- talking about. Anger is probably the most devastating to the person who carries it and to the person that's around them. Um, and, and as is the case with all these, so many p- times the problem is that the person who's carrying these sins, who's carrying these, these, this trouble in their hearts, part of the real problem is, is that they can't see it in themselves. This is one of the things that the Bible, the Scripture teaches about, uh, us about. It says that sin is deceitful. And our hearts are deceitful. And so because our hearts are deceitful, we need help seeing some of those things that are inside of us. And we talked about that from the very first, is that we need the Lord's help. We need Him um, in the Psalms and the Proverbs. God is the one who's identified as the one who searches our hearts because so many times we're oblivious to the the fact that some of these things reside in us. And uh, while we're talking about it, um, so we're going to be talking about anger. Let me ask you just here before, um, before we get too far into it, why in the world would someone be angry? How about some, ex- some examples? Someone's wronged you. That's right. Yeah, what else? Right. Yeah, infidelity. Right. What else? There are lots of reasons, aren't there? Anyone ever been angry? Oh, yeah, haven't we all? Yeah, this is something every one of us has dealt with in here, right? Every one of us has had to deal with anger. And we're going to read about what the Scripture says and how it teaches us, how especially the Apostle, the Apostle Paul um, could teach us about anger. But there's, there is, you know, what, what Juice was saying, a real specific example that Sabrina gave. There are lots of reasons that we, should, that we get angry at people. And as Juice was saying, is that it, it feels like, right, whenever you and I are angry, it's because it feels like someone has taken something from us. Someone has hurt us or someone has wronged us, and we feel like there's been something that's been taken away from us. And you remember the first week we were talking about in, in regard to a lot of these kinds of things, um, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like an accountant, right? It's, it's someone who says, well, you've taken something from me and now I have an open book and I show that what? You owe me, right? You owe me because you wronged me. You took something from me. And it may be that you took the, the, the peace or the happiness that we had in our marriage. You took that from me. Or it may be that when you were growing up, you had a parent who wasn't there. And so you look to that parent who wasn't there, who wasn't present for you, and who wasn't at those ball games, who wasn't at those school functions, who wasn't at, at, uh, at your marriage, who wasn't at your graduation. And you say, well, you should have been there for me, and you weren't, and you took that from me, right? 
or you have a spouse who's walked away, and, or, or not even a spouse, sometimes it could be a boyfriend or girlfriend who walked away and hurt you, and as committed as you were to the relationship, they weren't, and they took that relationship from you. And maybe it's someone who's at, who's at work who stole your idea. That never happens, huh? A bunch of front runners at work? Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? People who like to grandstand, oh, great idea, I think I'll go to the boss with it. Thanks for, for that. Happens all the time um, where people are trying to take and, and steal. But it happens all the time, and in some ways we've all dealt with this. You know, we've had a friend who's turned their back on us and, and seemingly walked away from a relationship, and you miss that. It hurts, right? And we get angry about those things. So we're going to read here about what Paul says. Um, about anger this morning. So if you would, if in, the, uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be in, starting in verse 25, and uh, we're going to finish off the, that chapter here this morning. So we're going to start here. Paul's giving, you know, don't you love the way Paul writes? He writes in the beginning of all of these books, all these incredible spiritual truths about the incredible things that Jesus Christ has done for us. And, and in Ephesians in particular, man, he's, he's laying out the case. He's talking about the depths of the love of God for the believer. And he's talking about how he's delivered us and about how, what all that he's accomplished for us through the, through the cross. And in the end of all these little, uh, of all these letters, and he finishes with, and this is how it ought to look playing out in your life. This is how, once you've accepted and believed all of these things that is true about what the Lord Jesus has done, this is how it ought to affect your relationships. This is how it ought to be played out in your life day after day. And so that's kind of where we're at in the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. He's going to tell us how to live out this Christian walk because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. This is what we should do um, in, in response. Verse 25, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. So there he's dealing with what? Honesty. Be truthful. Be honest. You know, honesty is not becoming in a believer. Verse 26 is where he's going to start dealing with anger. He says in verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. Okay, this is, boy, this is a tough part, tough part of the scriptures. He says, in your anger, do not sin. There are other parts of the scripture that says about anger. It says, don't be angry because, because God is angry, but when God gets angry, he doesn't sin. When we get angry, we tend to sin. Is that true? Yeah, you, right. You, the emotion hits. You're angry about something. Someone's done something to you that's hurt your feelings, something from you that they've taken from you. And the very first response that we have, that very first emotion we have is anger toward them, right? And a lot of times in that anger, we act out in a way that we are kind of ashamed of later. True? Ever happened to you? It's happened to me too. Yes, it happens, doesn't it? We, this, is part of being, this is part of human nature is, is that we deal with anger. This is something as a believer we have to know how to handle, and the Scripture is going to really help us this morning about how to, how to deal with anger. But he says here, in your anger, do not sin. I, I, just a real quick thing before we go on. There are going to be things in your life that you, you know, in, a, in, a, in justice, you should be upset about, right? If you have someone who's who's walked off, uh, you know, for example, for a husband or wife who's turned their back and walked off from a relationship, that's a cause to be angry, isn't it, right? That should evoke an emotion of anger. That Paul's, saying, Paul's not saying here that we should be unemotional creatures, that we should never feel anger. He says, in your anger, do not sin. He's going to give us some other examples. But there are things that happen. Matter of fact, it's happened to you and me too, right? And matter of fact, when I deal with people in counseling, a lot of times it is over this issue of anger. It's over these issues of hurt. And when I sit and I meet with them, I'm angry too. You, you know what I'm saying? They, they tell me a story about someone who's wronged them, and it makes me angry too. I, and of course, I wasn't even involved. 
But to hear what's happened and to hear, you know, a man who's walked away from his family or has committed uh, 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 adultery and, and broken the heart of his wife, it, it makes me angry, right? But Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. Okay, boy, that, that's hard, isn't it? That, that's difficult for us because in our anger, we want to lash out with ugly words. In our, in, our, in our anger, we want to lash out and we want to pay them back, right, for what they did to us. And, and it's very, very tempting. But Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. It's not appropriate for God's people. It's not right for God's people to act down in anger. And why is that? It's because the Lord Jesus, right, had every right to be angry. The Lord Jesus, when he was brought in, 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 from mock trial to mock trial, when he was beaten, when he was mocked, when he was shamed in front of the crowds of people, what, did he, what does the scripture say? It says, it says, and when he was brought in front of a trial, he said he, he didn't even open his mouth in defense. You know, what could he have said? Those are the sinners. I'm innocent. All of them, all of them are guilty. All of them deserve to be crucified. I'm the only one who does it. But he didn't even open his mouth in defense of himself. He didn't lash out and said, you're the ones who are guilty here, not me. He, he wasn't. He was quiet and, um, and accepted what the Lord had planned for him and what he had planned for himself. But anyway, so here we go. So some, some real practical stuff about this. Um, verse 20, or continuing on in verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. This is great advice. You ever heard this when you were married? Everybody, anybody, you know, grandmother, grandfather tell you this is, here's some marriage advice for you. Don't let the, you know, don't go to bed while the, uh, while you're still angry with each other. Listen, that's great advice. But, um, but in some ways, sometimes there are, there are instances of sin where someone has sinned against you that it's going to take more of a day for you to work through. Am, am I right? There are some times where, right, there are people who go into counseling for weeks or months or years of counseling to try to be rid of the problem, the anger that they have. And, and listen, certainly, there are sins that people commit against other people that are absolutely devastating, right? We know this. I mean, we see it in the headlines here in the last few months, haven't we? Um, absolutely devastating that's going to take more than a day to work through. But what the, what the Apostle Paul is encouraging us to do in order to not sin... It, while you're angry, he says, get rid of your anger. Get, carry a short account. Get rid of it quickly. Don't be angry day after day after day after day. Because when you and I carry anger like that, we tend to sin, right? Over and over and over and over, right? You're, if you're mad, and let me, let me, let me help you. And this, I only know this because this happens to me. Someone has said something that's made me angry, right? And so I may not think of myself as being angry or becoming bitter or whatever, but when I find myself having conversations with them in my head, good indication that I'm angry, right? You do this? Yeah. When, when you think back and you're like, oh, you know, when they said that, I wish I'd have said this, you know, and you start thinking that way, good indication that you're carrying anger, right? Let me tell you, let me talk to you real quick about, about something else that happens um, is that sometimes you're angry with the people around you and the other people know that you're angry, but they know you're not angry with them. You, you know what I'm saying? And in other words, you're already angry about something and you step into and, and step around other people and then you're all of a sudden you're upset with them and all the people are like, man, what did I do? Well, you know, what did I do? We do this all the time, right? So, so something happens at work and you come home and you kick the dog, right? That You weren't upset with the dog. Right? The dog did nothing. He was glad to see you and kill it until you kicked him, right? Uh, but we come home and we take it out on the people around us. Listen, l- let me tell you, that is sin. 
It, it is sinful for me to go and take the anger that I built up somewhere else and take it out on someone else. That is sinful. And men, listen, this is, this is something I remember actually back in Promise Keepers. We've been talking about Promise Keepers a couple of years ago. We went and there was a gentleman there who was saying that he, he had really caught on to this idea that he had been coming home and punishing his family for the frustration and anger that he was feeling at work. Right? It's not right, is it? It's something, again, that we call sin. It's not right to take someone who is innocent and punish them for someone else who made you angry, right? So he would say at the end of the day, despite all, you know, in, in all the frustration and all the things he had to be upset about, he would, kneel, he would close his office deal, door and he would kneel down at the end of the day and he would say, Lord Jesus, please help me not to be angry. Help me to leave whatever frustration I have here at work and don't let me take it home to my family. Don't let me take it home and then, and, then, and then just verbally, you know, just let this junk come out to my wife and my kids as, I, you know, as I'm verbally abusive to them. Don't let me do it because I know it's not right to punish them for a debt that someone else owes, right? right? It's, it's, it's not right. It's not, it's not right to do. And so that's why the, the Apostle Paul says, don't let the sin go down while you are still angry. Keep short accounts. Work through it. You know, talk to the people if you can uh, about what's going on. And there are some people that you can't talk to. There are some people who, who just don't care that they've heard you, that just don't care. But especially in the church, it's so important for us to, to be reconciling relationships because we unintentionally hurt people all the time, don't we? It, it, it just happens. And it happens to the people. It happens with the people that you're closest to, right? It happens between husbands and wives more than anyone else on the planet, right? It's important for us to resolve those and to keep short accounts and to work through them. And nine times out of ten, the person who's hurt you didn't mean to, right? And, and all you've got to do is go to them and say, yeah, let's work through this. You know, really upset me when you said this. You know, what, did, what did that mean? This is how I took it. And nine times out of ten, it's, man, that's not what I meant. I, 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 didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to be so gruff. I didn't mean to be so, you know, whatever, um, and, uh, and to work through it. However, there are the one in ten of people who did it on purpose, right? It happens, right? We live in a sinful world. We, we live amongst sinful people, and we live in, with sin even in our own hearts. But the Lord's calling us out of that. Amen? Amen. Okay, so um, do not let the, the uh, sun go down while you're still angry. Verse 27, this is how he's telling us how to not sin in anger. Don't keep a short account. Deal with your anger, and, and don't, let it, don't hang, let it hang around. Verse 27, and do not give the devil a foothold. Okay, this is so important for us to get you guys know and I know, you see people who are angry, right? And I don't mean just people who are um, upset one time. I mean, there are people who, no matter what goes on, their natural reaction is a burst of anger, a flash of anger, a flash of rage. No matter what happens, uh, you know, if, um, if I were to carry a, a glass of water up here and I, and I shook the water, and uh, what would happen? Water would come out, right? Whenever those people get shaken and water, that, and, and, and what comes out for them is, is, is anger, right? And, and this, happens to, this happens sometimes in our lives where, where, we're, where we're caught up in it. But you guys know, and we've seen, you've seen people that their first natural reaction to almost anything is anger. Something goes wrong at work. Some minor little thing goes wrong and anger. Something goes wrong when someone's processing the paperwork for their, for their insurance or something. This happened to me, actually. And anger. Okay, that was me. That was a personal story. Anger, right? And so, uh, you know, something goes wrong, and, and instantly what comes out is anger. So, so here's the problem. The problem is not that the glass of our lives gets shaken. The problem is what's inside comes out. And when what's inside comes out is anger, we have to deal with it. 
You, you have to deal with it. You can't carry it around. You've got to get rid of it, and you've got to keep short accounts with the people who upset you. So um, let's continue here. So um, let's bring up, uh, let, let's see, let's bring up that, that, um, that next slide. Jealousy, we've been talking about it. Jealousy says God, God owes me, right? It says that someone else is ahead of me. Someone else got something that I deserved, and so God, you give me that. I deserve that more than they do. And the next thing is guilt says I owe you. Guilt says, right, that I've done something that I know is wrong, um, against you, and so now I, there's a sense that I am always owing you. I'm always needing to repay you for what I took from you. Greed says, I owe me, right? Greed says is that I never have enough stuff. Greed says I never have enough material. I never have enough money. I have a, never have a, a big enough, shiny enough, upgraded enough. I always need more. I need, I need, I need more, more, more. I, I owe me. And anger says, you owe me, right? Anger says, you wronged me, and now you owe me. And it's this idea of keeping an account open against someone and making a mark and mem- remembering they owe me. Okay, so that's, uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what anger says. So again, someone who, who stole your childhood, a, a sense that your ex stole your marriage, a sense uh, of someone who, who stole the time and the relationship you were supposed to have with your parents and someone who took that from you because they weren't there like they were supposed to. And, and you know, Here's the deal. Let me, let, me, let me tell you about anger is that so many times we get caught up in trying to defend to God the reasons why we're angry instead of dealing with our anger. L- listen, this happens almost every time. Almost every time that you counsel or talk to someone who's angry, they'll say, well, yeah, but you don't understand how, what was done to me. You don't understand how I was hurt. You don't understand how bad it was. You don't understand how bad it was, what was taken from me. You don't understand it. And I tell you what, and, and let me just say, it, it's real easy for us to come up and defend and say, well, I know, you know, I, I've been wronged. I've been wronged terribly. And there would be some stories that even we could share in here that every one of us would get upset about for what was done to certain ones of you, right? There have been some things that have been done to you that's been so unfair and so unjust that all of us would say, yes, that would make me angry too. That's not the argument. The argument is not to whether something was done wrong to you, whether or not you were wronged or whether or not someone owes you. The question is, what are you going to do with that anger? Here's the deal. When you and I are keeping an open account, we always feel like what? As long as I'm mad at them, as long as I'm carrying this anger for them, I'm hurting them, right? (laughs) That's what it feels like. What's the truth? Right, you've heard this before, right? This has even made its way into psychology, right? This is actually hurting you. You're the one suffering here. You're the one that's suffering. And, and you're carrying this anger is doing nothing against them. It's only hurting you. And listen, not only is it hurting you, but the people around you suffer also. True? How do you treat the people around you who've done nothing when you're angry? They're like kings, right? Queens, practically. No, listen, everyone suffers for the people who are carrying anger. It wreaks havoc in your relationships. And listen, it's why the Lord calls us and why Paul is going to call us here. Call us out and says, be rid of it. Let me tell you, the Apostle Paul had some good reasons to be angry. Let me, yeah. So the Apostle Paul was going and felt a real sincere calling by the Lord to go all throughout the kind of the known world, all out through, through the Mediterranean and, and Asia Minor and into Greece. He felt a real calling to carry the gospel. And everywhere he went, he worked hard with his own hands. He never asked people for money for himself. He supported himself fully. He never did anything to be in anyone's debt. And yet everywhere he went, there were people who were trying to persecute him. 
and lie about his message and to, and to um, trap him and to persecute him and kill him. There were conspiracies in almost every city to have him killed. He had a good reason to be angry because he was trying to do the right thing, and yet there were conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy of people who were trying to use his words against him, who were lying about what he did and ultimately trying to kill him. So when you read this, don't read this as someone who's never struggled. The Apostle Paul has struggled. He knows what it is to be wronged. He knows what it is to be persecuted. He knows what it is to have something unjust happen against him. He knows what it is to have someone take something from him. Uh, This is the Apostle Paul speaking. So listen to what he says. Let's continue on. And do not give the devil a foothold. Uh, You know what? I didn't really finish that. I'm sorry. Before we go on to that. It's so important. You know what happens in someone's life is if they leave the door open to anger, if they continue to carry anger in their life. It's like they invite Satan in and even, listen, just a crack, just a crack in a relationship. Satan can bring in a crowbar and jam it in there and start to break up and wreak absolute havoc. And Paul says here, if you're carrying anger, you're leaving the door open for Satan to come in and wreck the relationships that you have. He says, was it, what, so what does he say? Close the door. You, don't let Satan have the opportunity. Don't give him a foothold in your life. Don't let him enter your heart and, and turn that anger into bitterness and that anger into rage and affect all your relationships. He says, don't do it. Close the door. Don't let that anger grab, don't let the, the Satan grab a foothold because of the anger that you carry. Keep a short account. Verse 28, he who has been stealing must no longer steal but must work, doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. This is hard for us, isn't it? But only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may be of benefit to those who listen. What's it say? Speak wholesomely, right? When you speak, whole wheat, right? Okay. And verse 30, do not get rid of the whole, I'm sorry, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now he's going to return to anger. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every other form of malice. Okay, so what's he say here? The Apostle Paul, who's gone through so much difficulty and so much unjustness in his life, who's been, you know, mistreated, who's been persecuted against, he says, what? Get rid of it. Okay, now listen, I know that is a short, almost um, offensive answer to the problem of anger, right? Paul says, get rid of it. Now, all of us who have been angry say, well, but Paul, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand how bad the hurt was. You don't understand how, how I've been hurt and how, how difficult it was for me, and especially, you know, if it happened to you as a child, you don't understand Um, how difficult it was, and we can spend a lot of time trying to defend ourselves. But Paul, very abruptly, almost offensively, just says, get rid of the anger, right? The question is not what happened to you. Certainly it was unjust. Certainly it was ungodly. Certainly it wasn't called for. It happens in this corrupt world. It happens. The question, though, for you and I today is what are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to carry it? Are you going to continue to allow it to, to interrupt the relationships and wreak havoc in the relationships with, with other people? Are you going to let it affect your family? Are you going to let it affect your marriage? Or are you going to close the door? Are you going to close the account? 
What are you going to do with it? The, um, I, you know, I, was, I told you that a lot of this stuff I got from Andy Stanley from a sermon like 10 years ago, very, very impactful about all this stuff, about really learning to monitor your heart well and to deal with it, to ask for the Lord's help, to help us deal with these issues that get, can get so deeply embedded in our hearts and really wreak havoc in our lives. One of the things that he talked about, he said that, that um, he was doing some marriage counseling with a couple and the, a woman came in and, and, and she had a lot of hurt. She had a lot of anger bound up. And, um, and she was saying over and over again, she kept bringing it back up. Well, you don't understand about how hurtful it's been. You don't understand about how much trouble it's caused. You don't understand about how bad it was for me. And he said he did this once and he decided maybe it wasn't wise, but, so he never did it again. But he said, I want you to take a calendar and I want you to mark the date. When are you going to let this go? When are you going to let it go? Is, is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it, is it five years? Is it 20 years? When are you going to let this go so that you can move on with your life and not still be affected by this thing that, was, that happened to you 10 or 15 or 20 years ago? How long are you going to hang on to it? And how long are you going to let it affect your relationships? Mark it on the calendar. When are you going to let it go? Because he knows like you and I all know that as long as you carry that anger and as long as you carry bitterness, it's affecting your relationships. And it's a, it's a conscious decision on our part to what? To cancel the debt. To say, what you owed me, I forgive. Right? Listen, Christians, you know this, Christians ought to be the most forgiving people on the planet. Amen? Because why? Because we know that we transgressed against God. We know that we owed a debt, how's the song go, that I could not pay, right? We owed a debt that we could not pay. We had tread upon the glory and the authority of God when we walked away from Him, when we were in total disregard for what He wanted in our lives. We walked away from His authority in our lives. We, we tread upon His holiness when we were more interested in sin than we were interested in Him. Yeah, and we tread upon authority, and we had an, an enormous debt with God that we could never repay. Jesus told a debt about a guy who owed a few dollars and a guy who owed a gajillion dollars, maybe a Brazilian dollars, I'm not sure. I, lo- I love that joke, you know, never mind. We'll tell you, I'll tell you that one later. A guy who owed a Brazilian dollars, and here's, and here's the deal. The story is about a man who owed another man a few bucks, the, the man who owed the, the master, the, the man who owed the master is a story about you and I and God, right? We owed him more than we could ever repay. So you see the difference is that no matter what man does to you or does to me, compared to the debt that the Lord Jesus has given us, because of the debt that God has canceled because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, it can't be compared. And so you and I, as believers, as Paul calls out and talks about all the things that the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us, he says, get rid of anger. How do you do it? You forgive. Cancel the debt. It doesn't go back and say anything. It doesn't, that doesn't now, for, for all of us, it doesn't seem right. For all of us, it doesn't seem fair. Well, here again, 
fair went out the window at the Garden of Eden, right? At the fall. Then from this point on, there is nothing in life that is fair. There's nothing in life that is always right. And a matter of fact, when you get into counseling situations, you get into talking to people who've had things that were wrong against them, you know, your life can be neat and tidy and clean, and then some horrific sin comes in against someone, and it goes out the window, and we say, where is God's fairness? Where is God watching over me? How do, why did this happen to me? All of that we have to work through, and we have to come to the point that we can say, I'm going to close the books, I'm going to close the door, and I'm going to cancel this debt, and I'm going to forgive. Listen, the question about, is not about whether it was right or wrong, whether what happened against you was horrific or not. The question is, what are you going to do with it today? What are you going to do with it? How long are you going to let it affect your relationships? And Because the Lord has called us out of the darkness of anger, and he's called us into the glorious light of his Son. And that is, he wants to free you from anger. Amen? He wants us to walk freely of it. And so he forgave us so that we can forgive those around us so that when, when, whenever we walk and we remember. And listen, here's how it will happen. One day you're going to be walking, you're going to be thinking about the person that, that wronged you. You're going to be thinking about someone that maybe you held um, um, a, their account open, you were held onto anger for a long period of time, and you carried that for a long period of time until the Lord finally convicted you and dealt with you about it and helped you to forgive them. And you're going to see one day... Whenever you, you think about that person, your, the immediate thoughts toward them aren't going to be, I wish I could get them back. You, you're going to think that the first thoughts that come to you, just one day as the Lord works through this and as the Spirit works through this with you, your first thoughts toward them aren't angry thoughts. It's just going to, it'll happen like that as the Lord brings healing into your life and he brings healing for that hurt and he removes that anger from you. It's just going to happen one day when your first thought is not to say something bad or angry about that person. It, it'll happen like that. So, so let, me, uh, let, me, let me talk you through it here. So, um, yeah, so Paul says, real quickly, I'm sorry, where are we at here? Uh, Paul says in verse 30, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, and brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgives forgave you. See, that's our model, is it? Because the Lord Jesus forgave us. We can forgive those who have um, wronged us. So here we go. Forgiveness breaks the power of anger in your life, and it cleans out our hearts. It helps us to walk in light instead of walking in darkness, and it helps the relationships around us heal and be whole, and it helps us to quit punishing the people around us who can't pay back what that other person did to you. Who, who can never do it? Let me, let me say one thing more. The, the worst thing that you, any, of, any of us can do is to hold on to uh, anger through a, a season of life. L- let me give you an example. So as a child, because someone wronged me as a child. I had a parent who wronged me. I had, a, I had a, a family member who wronged me, and they took something from me. My parent wasn't there for me. I, I had a, someone who stole the innocence of my childhood from me, and, and, so, and I'm he- holding on to that, and I'm angry. And then when that person doesn't deal with that and moving from childhood into adolescence and adolescence into adulthood and adulthood into marriage, when they're not dealing with that, they're angry with whom? Their spouse. See, because in the fog of anger, it gets really confusing. When you, when you don't carry, when you don't make for short accounts, when, when you don't get rid of that anger quickly, when, when you don't carry those short accounts, when you don't do that, it gets really confusing on down the road about who exactly are you angry with. 
right? And so here in dealing with angry, here's the first thing is you've got to identify who you're angry with. And listen, your temptation will be to say, well, I'm angry, you know, with all the people at my work, and I'm angry with all the people that I live with at home, and I'm angry with my family, you know, all this. Listen, that's probably not where it starts. That's probably not who you hold it, you're holding an account open for with someone who you think owes you. It's probably someone else, yeah? Because a lot of times we carry anger and it affects the relationships with the people that we have. The second thing is that you've got to decide what was taken from you. What was it? And maybe it was something that you, yeah, you really, you maybe make a list. Maybe sit down and really think about it because if you're going to forgive, you've got to know what it is that you're forgiving. What exactly is it? What exactly was it that, that hurt you? What exactly was it that was taken from you? And then the last thing is cancel the debt. Now listen, if it's something that you've really been struggling with, make a ceremony on it. Make a list and then burn the list. Make a list, and I heard a story that Andy Stanley was saying, a lady made a list of all the things that someone had done to them and, and, and took the list and they buried it in the backyard and then stuck a cross over it, right, to say, this is all covered by the same grace that I'm covered with. This is all forgiven by the same grace that I've been forgiven under by the Lord Jesus Christ. But whatever it is, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Make, keep short accounts with people. Don't carry those things because when we do, we tend to sin. And the Apostle Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And the other thing is, is that we've we got to close the door. We can't let Satan have, have a foothold in our relationships and in our hearts. Um, and, and ultimately, um, whenever we feel like we've got to pay back someone, we've got to hold on to that anger, we've got to hold on to that sin because we've got we to gotta pay them back for what they did to us. How long are you going to carry that? How long are you going to let it affect you? How long are you going to let it affect your relationships? Listen, forgiveness will break the power of that anger in your hearts and to cancel the debt and say, you don't owe me anything anymore. Yeah. Just like you've been forgiven to forgive the people around you who wrong you. Amen? This, listen, this is tough. This is for some people, this takes, this, takes, uh, this takes a long period of time to come up to that, period, to, to that point where they can forgive. But listen, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Walk through it. Allow the Lord, help, ask the Lord for his help to help you walk through it because you and I can't carry anger in our hearts without affecting the people around us and us wronging our relationships with them. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we have your example. We thank you that, uh, that we can see that what you've done for us is, is so much more to forgive um, what we've done to you. Um, and the, the fact that you are innocent completely, you know, in, in so many cases, whenever, there's, whenever we're wrong, sometimes we carry at least a little bit of the guilt. Maybe we carry, maybe we carry 5% of the, of the, of the cause of the, of the problem. But Lord, with you, you are holy and perfect and yet we are the ones that were 100% guilty, and you found a way to cancel our debt and to forgive us. So, Father, help us forgive the people around us when they wrong us. Help us to forgive the people um, that have sinned against us. Not that that makes what they've done right, not that it discounts what they've done, but, Father, just for the fact that you desire your people to be free from anger and not to let bitterness grow root in their lives, and not to, let the, not to let Satan wreak havoc in their relationships. Lord God, I pray for all of us here that you would help us to keep short accounts. And for those people who are here who have been carrying anger, who have been carrying bitterness, Lord God, I pray for them this morning, Lord God, that you would help them to figure out who it is they're angry at and, and how they can let it go and how they can ultimately cancel the debt um, that someone has against them. 
Father, help us, Lord. I, I pray that you'd help us all as, as you are the Savior, not just of our souls, but of our lives, that you, you desire restoration and you desire peace and holiness and goodness in our relationships. You don't want us walking around with anger in our hearts. So, Father, help us, I pray. Come to forgiveness for the people around us. It's in the great name of our Savior and the one who forgave us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thanks for being here, you guys. Love you. Hope that was a tough sermon. Maybe some, uh, some of you have some things to work through, but do it. It's worth it. Amen? All right. Y'all have a great week. Thank you.